Oh, hey, it's Sam. All of, all of your fa- Hi, how are you? Your fans have been asking about you. Oh, good. They want, they want an update. Oh, joy. I'm serious. A lot of your fans have been contacting me. Oh, well, um, I'm glad I could, uh, I'm glad you care, and i um, glad I have, well, I guess I, I didn't know I had fans, but um, thanks for caring and everything. Are they worried about me? Everything's fine? No, they're just, they just wanted updates on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, everything's good. Um, thanks for your inquiries, and um, yeah, I hope you, hope you are all well, too. You heard the breaking news, of course, all the deaths. Carrie Fisher died. George Michael. Yeah. And I have, George breaking, Michael. I have breaking news on Keith Richards. He's still alive. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know why you didn't give me with that? Because I feel like you used that joke after every celebrity death. No, I used the joke That's earlier. I said, I said that to you I via text. I was like, oh my God, is he dead? But you, you've done that quite often, so... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't give me at all. I knew what you were going to say. A lot of people are also asking for base ponytail updates because base said that in the new year he would grow a ponytail for a thousand dollars, which we could raise in literally well, thirty seconds. Was that confirmed that he was going to do that? I bet he won't do it. But I, I'm just base. Yeah. Base isn't coming on because he said both of his nostrils are completely full. So I told him he should pour Drano down his nostrils. Yeah, he should. Yeah, that works out. <laughs> Do you think that would work? I think he might die. Even if he just put a little squirt in each nostril? If you pour Drano down your nostril, that's just not a little bit to, uh, <laughs> going to result in anything good. It's not going to heal anything. But he said that um he said that before he would do it. But here's what's gonna happen. If you donate money to this, you're never going to have to pay it because he's never going to get it to like the six to eight inch mark that I'd want him to get it to. So all you're going to have is base with a shitty, just a shitty George Costanza haircut for like a couple months. And he's going to realize how ridiculous it is. And he's going to abort mission. So you're never going to have to pay. So I, I would even be willing to put up the whole thousand dollars because yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Ryan Ray said he would put up, I think, what do you say? Two hundred. What did you say? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. So we have two ten. I'll put, so I'll I'll put ten. <laughs> but then I said we have to do a complete photo shoot too. Yeah. Once we, <laughs> so so no updates on the base ponytail. Um, I was on Twitter and Guns and Roses tweeted out a picture of one of their fans. I, and they're somewhere. I think they're somewhere in like Brazil or something right now. Somewhere in South America, and. Um, they posted a picture of a girl with a Guns N' Roses tattoo on her back. Like, the, the, not the bottom part, the top part of her back. And then right next to it, it looked like Slash autographed it, and she tattooed that also. Do you think that the girl with the Guns N' Roses tattoo, do you think she has sex with the band members? Like, do they have sex with band members who have Guns N' Roses tattoos? Is, is So it's either one or two things. It's either they always have sex with the girls with the band name tattoo, or they never do? What do you think it is? Uh, I'd say never. So do you think that's, like, left to the roadies? Like, the roadies, like, oh, that's like that's like a bullseye? Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I never understood getting a band name uh, tattooed on your body. I, I actually remember in high school, uh, maybe senior years, meeting some uh, girl who had um, both corn and the biscuit tattoos um, <laughs> on her back, and uh, I don't know how that turned out in her adult years but uh, <laughs> corn and limp yeah it's probably not that probably in hindsight she probably regrets doing that i hope she covered it up or did something she had like um she had like corn tattooed on her like neck the back of her neck and then she had like limp biscuit like a logo of theirs like above her butt <laughs> so it was uh not even then we're like i remember we're like oh my god this is this might be regretful, like, in 18 months. What are the odds that the girl with the Limp Bizkit tattoo at least had sex with a Limp Bizkit roadie? I, I'd say next to... I remember meeting her, I'd say next to none. Oh, she was disgusting? Well, no, I just... She didn't... I mean, she wasn't, like, you know, crime groupie um, fodder. No, I, but that's I what I'm saying. Like, maybe one of the roadies. Was, I don't think she was getting anywhere near backstage. Because the roadies 
will do anything. Like, don't you think it, it's like halfway through the girls? Like, so am I going to get to meet Wes Borland? Yeah, keep going though. That'll yeah, happen I think later. The assumption that they're getting backstage because they have tattoos. I, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the case. But they're such super fans, and I think those are the kind of girls that a roadie would take advantage of. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, if you're a roadie and you're just, de- I mean, they they the roadies get the scraps, like the really shit. Like when remember Wilbur from Charlotte's Web, like he was a runt <laughs> and he never he never got to eat. That's how a roadie is. Like they just yeah. get, they get those slobs, and he's like, well, if she has a limp biscuit tattoo, I guess I'll do it. Because that yeah. means she's dead. Like, she, like he's not the guy. The guy with the skullet, the, the the mullet with no hair on top, and you know the fanny pack. Who's who's tuning West Borland's guitar? I don't think he's getting laid that often. Yeah, I I agree with that. So I was just wondering if you thought if that like the tattoo. It's either they always do or they never do. Well, Is it like I, a, again, I mean, I think in your head you assume that they're doing it because they want to get closer to the band. I I just think that a lot of them are just big fans. They just you know because if, if a male does it, you think that they want to like you know have sex with Fred Durst. I I, I do actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If a guy got a limp biscuit tattoo, you don't think if Fred Durst if he got him on the bus and he said, "Hey," I mean, I know some guys who have band tattoos who definitely. Uh, don't want to do that. I mean, I could tell you firsthand. Well, not all of them, but I think anyone who would get, in particular, a Limp Biscuit tattoo, you don't think that if Fred was like, hey, man, it'd be really cool if you could do this for me right now. <laughs> you don't think the guy would do it? Uh, not everybody. I'm just going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to say not everybody. Maybe some of them, but not everybody. I don't think every single person that got a Limp Biscuit tattoo thought that they'd end up in an intimate <laughs> I don't think everybody thought that. I think a lot of the guys would, though. Most of the girls wouldn't. I think a lot of the guys would. I'm not going to agree with that. I, I'm not going to. To have a Limp Bizkit tattoo, it's not like you have a Beatles tattoo. I mean, if there's women who have well, Beatles I mean, tattoos, they're probably just big fans of the Beatles. It's not like they're like clamoring to have well, sex but with why, why is that? Why, if you're a Beatles fan and you have a tattoo, you're just a fan, but if you're a Limp Bizkit fan, you want to end let's, up... Let's take let's it to the next level. What if they have an, an insane clown posse tattoo? Again, I, I you know, I think you're casting a generalization about fans of certain bands. I mean, what, what makes the Beatles? I like the Beatles, but I mean, do you think all the Beatles fans are like these highly intelligent, no, but I'm just um, well-adjusted the, people? Who, I, I just feel like the insane you know, clown posse fans, the girls who would get a shaggy two-dope tattoo over her ass... Would have no problem having violent, yeah, violent J behind. I don't know any juggalos, so I'm not sure. But I, I don't want to generalize and say all Limp Bizkit tattoo recipients. Did even it if even if it's a tramp a stamp, Limp t- you don't think she wants to? Hey, Fred, check out this this tattoo I got. Yeah, where is it? Uh, like I said, I, I I I don't know. I mean, maybe some, but maybe <laughs> not others. I'm just I'm giving you an, uh, an honest assessment. Not going to say every single woman who got a biscuit tattoo is trying to close her brothers. She could be maybe there. Maybe a woman is happily married and just loves biscuit. I don't know. But you don't think even the married woman would have sex with Fred Durst if he said, "Yo, let's go back to my, my not, bus." Not necessarily. I know a lot of people who like a lot of shitty bands who take it too a little bit too far. I mean, but it doesn't mean that they're trying to have sex with somebody. You don't think she would do it for the nookie? Well, you keep saying you keep saying she like there's a like there's a single like persona for this, and I don't think that's the case. Well, I even said the guys. I'm pretty sure a guy who has a, a chocolate starfish tattoo on his ass. Olympus well, see, but now look at look at where you've taken it now. Whatever. Now you I don't care where I don't care where is Olympus tattoo on their ass. I mean, I bet, I bet if and Fred Durst is straight, but I bet if he was interested. He's like, yo, man, can you just stroke okay, it? Any, any, any man who has a chocolate starfish tattoo on their ass has probably died of shame years ago. So. <laughs> died of shame. <laughs> you don't think you don't think they've they've like um, converted their life into a regular life? They haven't evolved. I mean, only if they had a tattoo artist who could do a really nice <laughs> cover up. <laughs> well, like, let's go to the girl who had the the corn and limpid tattoos. You don't think that if if Monkey was like, "Hey, uh, Fieldy and I want to have a little fun with you backstage," you don't think? I mean, she do you want me to say yes so you can move on from this? No, no, no I'm asking. I'm asking you. 
I mean, I've already said no in like 20 different ways. <laughs> I'm just saying that someone with a tattoo is probably a bullseye. And then I was wondering if the band would be interested or if they like pawn them off to, hey, man, well, I mean, here's, got let, someone let, for let, you. Let, let, me, let, me, let me put it on you. So Got to use your illusion tattoo. Let me reverse this and pose a question to you. So if a woman you're not attracted to at all had an Abe Cannon tattoo, would that make her a guaranteed... Place. Would she have a guaranteed place in your list of groupies, or no? But I'd pawn her off to like um, to the King of All Adams or someone. Yeah, but how do you know the King of All Adams would be into her? I mean, you're well, not him, but, 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 but not, not him. Not him. But highest I'm quality. But the <laughs> the second tier will take anything else. That's why the roadies. What I'm saying. What if you have a roadie that has a very I don't know just that just very uh, very discerning eye for people. I don't know. I don't know. My, I'm not, I'm I'm, not there's to, always someone willing. No matter how you argue it, I'm not going to. I'm not going to agree. Like the dude who who ran the prison squad, Terry. I'm sure he'd be down to. Uh, that's one of our old listeners. I'm sure he would well, take someone who wanted that tattoo. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. I guess for him, yeah. Okay. Sam, you're saying so. You think if there's someone who has a Sam Cannon tattoo, you don't think she'd be interested? She's just a big fan of yours. I don't care if she is or not. I I, I don't. I don't. I don't judge people based on. I'm not their, judging them. Like, I, my my question is if they have a tattoo. Psychotic admiration for somebody. <laughs> my point is that a tattoo. My point is that if they have the tattoo, do you, do you think it's it's a bullseye? And I think then, if you have the tattoo, you're probably a big fan, and then you could make your own assumptions from there but i don't think that having a tattoo of a band or a person means you're willing to you know get intimate with that person i I don't believe that so that's your answer okay so like if you have a guns and roses tattoo on your boob and then he's like slash sign my boob over the tattoo you don't think that girl's interested i mean like are you that naive or you're just not disagreeing with me just to disagree with me no i mean i i I i don't like making it General you don't think some guy who has anybody. who has the the uh, just you know there's yeah, the maybe, maybe some guy maybe some guy or maybe some woman who has that but not all of them. I'm not I'm just not going down that road. <laughs> what are you like, Morley? Uh, what's that guy's name? Morley Safer or whatever. Was it more, who's more? Who is Morley Safer? <laughs> what's that guy's name? Morley. Uh, I'm no idea who that is. Uh, Morley Safer. Wait, hang on. Morley Seifert. Wait, hang on. More, Morley something. No, I'm, I'm curious about who this is now. Morley, Morley. Morley, Mor, Morley Safer. Who is that? But he's a, <laughs> he's a, uh, a broadcast journalist. Morley Safer. Okay, he's dead, actually. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. He died in 2006. But, like, that's the kind of answer he would give. I'm yeah. just not going down that road. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm not familiar with Morley Safer. Um, another another artist we lost in 2016. But um, did he die in 2016? Yep, May oh. 2016. Why do you know who this guy is? Is that interesting? I think he was on like uh, 2020 or something. He's on 60 Minutes. Oh, 60. Okay, yeah. for 36 years. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it, the, I, so the face looks familiar, but I, I don't. I'm not really familiar. You you know him? Believe me. What yeah, do you what do you I think about did. the uh, the Apple the guys who work at the Apple store the the guys who like they I, I love the guys who work there normally yeah but do you ever yeah. meet the the hip ones who think they're they're, they're like nerds but they 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 think they have some kind of edge to them <laughs> I, yeah I don't go to I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in the Apple store but I, I know they do hire a lot of uh, a lot of hipsters uh, take those jobs I know that like a hip nerd where he's wearing like that David Beckham winter hat with like a beard <laughs> sloppy ass yeah. Um... Have you had a bad experience at the Apple Store? Is that? Yeah, I went there and there was, he was just like a, he was angry. Like the the rest of them are very nice. Um, this guy looked like a, should have, you should have asked for a manager. No, I mean, I, luckily one of the nice guys helped me. But this guy was like he, he some lady asked him a question and she said, "How much is that?" He goes, "A million dollars." She said, what? "Really?" He goes, "Ha ha, just joking." No, well, uh, that's surprising because they're like Apple Store employees are known to like really cater to the whims of the customer that's what i was gonna say like everyone else there was like super this guy looked like yeah. a, he looked like, remember the glow worms yeah that's what he looked like because he's wearing the hat with the fat face but everyone everyone else there they were super nice and uh 
this guy, I don't know, I don't know how he, like, is he, he's like a mean nerd or something. Yeah. But, but I thought it was funny because they're, they're, <laughs> they, they were like, Raji, Raji, and they walked up to this Indian guy who was sitting there waiting. <laughs> like, there were, there were like 15 people all waiting. You know, I, I don't know if you've been to the one on, um, downtown, the one on Michigan, but like, they had, yeah, the one on Michigan, I've been there, yeah. They have you like wait there. They're like, oh, we'll come talk yeah. to you, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah, they have, like, benches, and you sit there, and they have, like... Yeah, so there's, like, there's like, 15, there's, like, 15 people on the bench, and there's yeah. just one, one like, an Indian guy who's, like, if you typed in, like, your typical-looking, just, like, um, just, like, an Indian guy that, that looks like he was in The Simpsons, like, that kind of an Indian guy. Like, completely... Like, like, like Apu, you're saying. Yeah, like... like Apu, okay. And, uh... He goes, uh, Raji, Raji. And then he went up to the Indian guy. The Indian guy, obviously, his name wasn't Raji. And he goes, Raji? And he, he, this, he, he stood there. He looked at, Ra- at this Indian guy. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, no, no, look. And then he showed him the spelling of the name. The double confirmed that he wasn't wow. Raji. And then the guy's like, no, my name is Bob. No, no. So, so then, out of nowhere, like almost out of the woodwork, another Indian guy popped out. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm, wow. I'm Raji. Wow. <laughs> so racist at the Apple store. What is that ridiculous? Yeah. Although, let's be honest, that, that, is, it, that is an innocent mistake, right? No, I, I know, mean, but it, just, it was just funny because... It like, is ridiculous. And, I, and I, I'd personally be insulted, at, but I mean, I, I, I can understand how that could happen. I mean, if, it, if, if, if I line up 15 people in front of you, um, 14 of them are either Caucasian or... African American or Mexican, and one guy is a stereotypical looking Indian guy. And I said, "Which one of these fifteen's name is Raji?" And I'll give you hundred dollars. <laughs> he would point to the Indian guy. I, I'm sure, without fail, hundred out of a hundred times. So then, like, like five minutes later, another Apple guy comes. Along, he's like, Hus, he's like, Husfu, Husfu. <laughs> the, the guy's. Husfu. He's like, oh, that's me. The guy's name was Husfu. Husfu. Okay. But it, was, it was it was just funny because like he just just like the other Indian guy who was nowhere to be seen yeah. just like popped out of nowhere. Oh, I'm Raji. Yeah, no, I'm Raji. This this is Husfu. Yeah, oh, I'm Husfu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I thought I thought it was ridiculous. Um, so I was on Michigan, and I was at Michael Jordan's. Uh, he has like a steakhouse. I, I went there for lunch, yeah. and when I was walking out. This dude was smiling at me, and it was Kenny Williams, the White Sox general. He used to be the general manager. Now he's like whatever his position is with the White Sox. Wow! And, and he looked super thirsty when he was staring at me. Like the whole like he, like he you, you don't know Kenny Williams, you're saying, but he no. just spotted you when he was very impressed. Like he saw me walking out, and he was like, I only noticed him because he was staring at me with a big smile on his face, like and like he was about to talk to me. So. I see him and I'm like, "Oh, what's up, Kenny?" And he's like, "I like your hat." And I was wearing a white socks. I didn't even realize I was wearing a white socks hat. So wait, does he know you? Does he like look no, 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 no? Okay, okay, okay. No, but he, but I was wearing a white socks hat. Yeah. Okay. And you know, this is Cubs. You know, downtown is like Cubs territory now. Right. So he probably saw that and he got all excited, thirsty. He was like super thirsty okay. to talk to me. And uh, so what did you, what did you guys talk about? I, I tried to play it cool because you know I was I had the upper hand in that conversation. Sure. Like, like normally when you meet a celebrity, you're you're like below them. Right. He's the one who was thirsty to talk to me. Right. So I tried to play it cool. I'm like, oh, oh, ha ha. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I don't have time. Don't I'm like, oh, I didn't realize, which is true. I'm like, oh, tweet, tweet me any question. <laughs> That's what John Jones said to us. Yeah, I know. Hey guys, can you tweet? Uh, guys, uh, just tweet me any other questions. Any more questions, guys? Just tweet me. We were doing an interview for for Sirius, I think, right? Right. And uh, he's like, he's like, I gotta go, guys. Uh, uh, I'm like, oh, uh, and I asked him one more question. He's like, oh, just tweet me if you have any other questions. Um, but yeah, I had the upper hand on on Kenny Williams, so I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was wearing a socks hat. He's like, oh yeah, I'm like, all right. And that was it. Like, I kind of, it wasn't, I didn't really, I acted like I really didn't care that much. Yeah. But I would have liked to make some comments about the team now looking back on it. You should have. You should have gave him some, some pointers. And it's funny because. You should have told him thank you for um, giving your job to Rick Hahn or stepping down. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because everyone who I told, I met Kenny Williams, they're all like, 
Did you tell him to suck your dick? <laughs> Did you tell him he should quit his job and kill himself? <laughs> like, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm not thinking of that part of it. It's funny how everyone hates him. Like, yeah. like literally everyone. I'm like, oh, I just met Kenny Williams. Oh, did you tell him to go fuck himself? <laughs> That's funny. There's something different, though, about... Like, I meet a lot of celebrities at, at the radio station. But yeah. there's something different about when you actually meet them on the street. Well, but, of course. Like, I met That's Scotty... I, like, I, you know, I feel like, you know, somebody like... I mean, it's not insult anybody, like, who works in entertainment like you do, but it's like, you're like, oh, well, this guy, he's a really cool... He's a really down-to-earth. You really can talk to him. Like, yeah, but I said, that's in the environment that you're in. Yeah, he's like that. But to the average, you know, Joe Schmo who meets him on the street, like walking on Michigan Avenue, chances are it's not going to be the same, the same kind of uh, interaction or the same response from the celebrity. Like you met Paul Stanley, right? Um, well, not really. Um, you were we following, were right? Pre- we were in the presence of Paul Stanley in college. Me and one of my good friends. Um. He actually, we actually were following him while Paul Stanley was berating another fan uh, and telling him that he wasn't Paul Stanley. Uh, and we kind of just like sat and watched. Um, it was kind of cool because my, uh, he, when he, like, my one friend is a really big Kiss fan. Um, yeah, it's the guy and, who I went to see Kiss with when we were like 14. The yeah, first time yeah. We saw and uh, so we're, we're at, you know, we're at school we're between classes and we're downtown Chicago. And, Paul, you know, we were like, my friends like, holy shit, that's Paul Stanley. So, like, how could you miss Paul? Like, like, there's no way you could mistake anyone for Paul Stanley. It's impossible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean if you know him, you, if you know Paul Stanley, you're like, he, he stands out like, you know, like a. I mean, he just he look. I mean, it's, it's clearly Paul Stanley. He had like a super tight like shirt on with like all the chest hair coming out, <laughs> tight jeans and cowboy boots. Yeah, women's cowboy so my friend's boots. Like, let's let's see let's, let's see what he's doing. Let's follow. So I was like, all right. So we like he was going into Macy's with some like dude. So we, we followed him into Macy's. And oh wait, Sam, hold hold that thought one second. Yeah. Hey, base. Hey, we're doing the podcast right now. Real quick, what's the update on the ponytail? Are you going to do that or not? I didn't get the money up front. See, why would we give you, Sam? He wants the money up front. We can't give you the money up front because then you're not going to do it. Now that's the only way to ensure that I will do it because I don't think you guys are going to give me the money. We'll sign a contract that says we'll give you the money, or we'll put the money in escrow. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. All right. Well, that, okay. Well, we'll talk well, about if it. You want to put money in an escrow over a stupid ponytail, then what are we doing here? All right. Well, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that seems like the most ridiculous waste of an escrow account in the history of escrow account. <laughs> right, and what basically. is this account for, sir? Oh, we're actually um, <laughs> It's for a bet for a ponytail. Yeah. All right. God. Well, base, when you come on the podcast next week, we'll talk about it. All right. Later. Later. Boy, Bass sounded really sick, too, didn't he? Um, wait a second. So, wait. Bass was on for 10 seconds for you to ask that question. He was just calling me right now on my cell phone. Wait. Bass was ju- calling you on your cell phone. Bass just called me on my cell phone. I put it on speaker and just talked to him. Wow. Okay. I thought he was sick. And that's what I just said. I said, because he said he yeah. couldn't come on this week because he was so sick, but he was just calling me right now. Oh, okay. But anyways, okay, so so you so you guys I saw I Paul because he, he took two of these and <laughs> it was better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so yeah, so we followed him into Macy's and you know my friend. I mean, you know he's a big fan, and I, I don't know if he wanted to approach him or not. But I was like, yeah, you know we had time, so so we go through Macy's and like um, he's only missing two minutes, so we come out and like on the corner, um, like um, we we're, were actually right near. Um, the water tower, if you're familiar with Chicago, um, <laughs> water tower downtown. So Paul Stanley stands there on the corner. So this like dipshit and his like wife or girlfriend go up to him and he's like, dude, you're Paul Stanley. And he's like, uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not. And it was clearly him. No. He's like, no, I really are. He's like, I'm really not. He's like, he's like, I love, he's, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, it would really be cool to be him. He's a really great guy. He's like, but I'm definitely not him. And he's like, are you sure about him? He's like, now he's like, it'd be cool if I was, but I'm really not called family. And then he like looked at my friend and winked. And and this guy was a total idiot because he was like, I don't know, man. You look a lot like him. He's like, yeah. He's like, I get that a lot. But he's like, I'm definitely not Paul family. <laughs> and we're just like cracking up. And, That's awesome. Um, so you, like, you guys, you guys like, were in on it with Paul. Like, 
We were, we kind of were in on it because he gave my friend the wink. I guess he figured. I guess my friend probably looked more intelligent than the other guy, so he probably he probably I, I, I can't fool most people. This guy's obviously falling for it. But <laughs> who says they're not somebody? The other guys are going to be sure you're not him. Yeah. Like, I mean, right there when you say you're not the person, if you are the person, you're just being a dick. It's like you're confused. Like maybe I am Paul Stanley. It's like he obviously knows who he is. But wasn't that weak? So like I said, are you sure you're not? I mean, you look a lot like him. He's like, no, I really am not. He's but like, was, wasn't it the great wink to be Paul Stanley? But I'm not him. Wasn't the wink that our friend Joe got? Wasn't that worth like? The, wasn't that even better than? I think meeting the wink him? was actually better than meeting him because it's it, 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 it's uh, it's a cool memory. Like I would have loved to get that wink. Like I remember when yeah. I was I saw Danzig once and he gave me a fi- and and our friend Joe he gave us you know fist bumps. Yeah. I'm actually glad he got the wink, and I'm glad my friend didn't approach him because you know how slow this is. This goes back to the point: celebrities could be total. Yeah, it would have ruined Paul Stanley. And and this guy is a massive Paul Stanley fan, so getting that wink was like the best case scenario. Because if he would have been that guy to approach him, Paul might have been a dick to him, and that would have ruined Kiss for him. So I'm actually happy that he that Paul embarrassed that other guy in front of his girlfriend. I'm and not gave Paul. my friend the wink because then no, my no, friend can carry on being a kiss fan. He seems like a great guy, though. <laughs> That's what, yeah, that, exactly. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he looks like an awesome guy. He's like, but I'm not him. <laughs> Why would he he's, do he's, that? Like, it'd be really cool to be him, but, you know, I'm just not. And he's like, are you sure, man? He's like, yeah, I wish I was, but no, he's like, I'm definitely not. And Kiss were in town that weekend. I love how, and I love how he sat there and had that conversation with the guy, like, for two minutes. They were just like, standing on Michigan he, Avenue? <laughs> Yeah, he just took the time to sit there and deny that he wasn't Paul Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wasn't it, weren't Kiss in town that day, too, right? Like, the next day they were Yeah, playing. they were on tour. I, I, I believe we might have been going to the show, actually. Or <laughs> we were going to the show. Like, he was there for a show. <laughs> but, see... I, 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 now, I'm not like, this is my mom's thing. Like, I almost like, I might have had a Kiss shirt on and everything. The guy did? Yeah, I, I have to. I have to confirm it with my friend, but. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul was, uh, yeah, Paul was having a good time with him, and Paul's friend was just cracking up too. Oh, he had a guy with him. Yeah, that's what I said. He, he was. Oh, I thought he was time. with his wife. I thought you said he was with his time. wife. Oh, okay. Wait, you met John Mellencamp when he was with his wife, right? Picking out jeans. So I didn't meet him. So this is another odd story. So this was actually during college as well. Paul was actually in Abercrombie and Fitch, um, and um, this is all this is all from the Waterhouse building, surprisingly. So I was, in, I was in Abercrombie and Fitch. So a guy walks in with his wife, and I was like, right away, I'm like, that's John Mellencamp. Like, I you know, I know John. Yeah, Mellencamp. that's another guy who you can't really mistake for anyone. Exactly. He had the big like coin. Uh, I think was her name or Irene or something. So he walks in with his model. And he had the most disgusted look on his face. Because, you know, John Mellencamp, he was always like, you know, Mr. Americana, like, you know, the small town kind of guy. And he just didn't look like he was enjoying being in Abercrombie. So I saw him, like, basically, he was, like, he, was, like, he was like shaking his head. And he went outside of the store and just stood and waited for him. So his wife was just, like, buying up all these different clothes. So one of the workers, like, he was telling me, like, looking at him, and he's like, dude, he's like, is that John Mellencamp? And I was like, yep. I said, but I probably wouldn't go bother. He looks pretty pissed off right now. <laughs> so I just, I, just, I just let him be, and I didn't ruin John Mellencamp for me that day. It's funny because in both situations, like me with Kenny Williams, you played it cool, though. Like, you could have been thirsty, right. and you would, like, John Mellencamp definitely would have said, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think that he would, I think he immediately associated anybody in that Abercrombie as a douchebag. Because he probably thought Abercrombie was all douchebags, and he was probably right for the most part. Yeah. So I didn't want I didn't want him to meet me um, as a representative of Abercrombie and Fitch. It's like I'm going to give you thirty so. seconds to get the fuck out of my face. Because I mean, it looked like he was going to like almost smack his wife. Because so. <laughs> he literally, I mean, he literally, he looked like the real deal. He had like a corduroy jacket on and like you know boots. I mean, just like you would imagine him. Like dressing, and he wasn't wearing like a white suit with football over and then. <laughs> I think that's the key when you meet. Like I, I met um, 
I was at Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian steakhouse, and Brian Erlacher was there eating right next to me. And I purposely didn't talk to him because I, I just feel like if you go up to these people, it's never going to end well. No. Especially somebody, somebody like Brian Erlacher. You know that guy is a massive douche. Yeah. You know he's going to be a dick. I mean, there's some people who you, you don't oh, hey, know folks. how are they going to respond. It, it wouldn't be disappointing with Brian Erlacher because you know he's a douche. I mean, so... You it, can only, it can only move up from there, right? Like, it's either you're, you're going right. to get what you expected or... Right. <laughs> like, if you met, you know, if you saw Paul Stanley, you might think that he'd be a nice guy. And he could, like, ruin that for you by treating you, treating you like a moron for two minutes. How do you think Paul would react if, if I was walking around and I just said, Wave your panties in the air, lick your lips and shake your hair, uh-huh. <laughs> Because when he called when he called when he called the show, I I did my Paul Stanley imitation. He said, "How yeah. awesome!" It's actually if you go to my SoundCloud page, you could listen to that. When I was talking right, to Paul again, Stanley, he was, he was promoting on it. That's what I'm saying. Like if he I was walking down Michigan Avenue trying to get away from fans, if I said, "Put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket," you know, Paul was definitely not as Paul looked very much like a rock star. He, you look like the kind of guy that didn't mind being recognized. I mean, some guys, I think, some rock stars are still so high, and they probably, you know, want to try to keep it private. and Like Ellis Cooper or something with, like, a hat on? And, and like. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if a hat out, but, I mean, like, you know, some people probably don't want to be recognized, but Paul Stanley looked like every bit of Paul Stanley. <laughs> like, you know, he was he looked very different than everybody else on the street that day. So, Like a purple thong. I mean, I didn't see his undergarments, but I mean, like I said, he, <laughs> he had on a pinup boots, Stanley esque outfit on. <laughs> and the guy he was with certainly was looked like his accountant or something, like just like a fat, you know, old guy, like balding, like his manager or something, probably. Yeah, it was definitely not like not one of his like brothers in rock or anything. You wonder where they were going. Like, were they just eating? Maybe they were eating lunch or something. Did they have a meeting? I think they were, I think they were shopping. I need some new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they went to Macy's for a moment and came back out. They got blue thongs here? <laughs> I need black for the stage and blue for my street clothes. You have extra small th- men thongs? <laughs> Big up front though, but extra small around the the the, the pot you put by, by your ass. <laughs> I remember Bass and I we were walking downtown and cu- down the stairs came Scotty Pippen and some white guy, and Bass goes, "You're Scotty Pippen." That's what Bass does what when is, he sees his light. He does the right. exact this exact thing that that guy did to Paul Stanley. You're Scotty Pippen. And how, how does Scotty react? With- he just gave us this like half smile, and then. Yeah. Then he went. To, I think we were at the ATM machine, and then we came out, and we ended up right next to him because the red light was. It was like uncomfortable because we got. We ended up standing next to him because the light was red, and then base was like, well, both of us were like staring at Scotty. So then Scotty looked back and said, "What's up, fellas?" <laughs> but I think he was he like he he barely gave us a head nod. But then we were kind of stuck next to him at the red light, so he had to acknowledge us at that point. Because right. we were both right there at the red light. Bass screamed out, You're Scotty Pippen! So he knew we recognized him, so he was forced to give us a, What's up, fellas? Right. Who else did I meet on the street? Ludacris. I met him at, uh, actually, I met him at Kenny Williams' bar or his restaurant. Wow. All these Kenny Williams connections. <laughs> um, who else? Jerry Reinsdorf, I saw him. That shithole, that's probably not open anymore, right? What was it called, Market? I don't know. It is open, isn't it? Is it? That place is terrible. I, I, I don't know. Remember someone, remember Kenny Williams had lobsters from Market in his house and the homeless guy robbed his house and then yeah. cooked the lobsters? Yeah, that was... <laughs> um, Jerry Reinsdorf, the White Sox owner, I saw him walking on the street. I actually interviewed him for like three minutes. I, I do remember that. That was funny. Uh, who else? Joe, oh, remember, were you with us in New York when Bass and I saw Joe Buck? No, I think I was, I think I was out in New York with you guys, but I wasn't with you at that time. Yeah, I think you flew in separate or something, but like Bass and I yeah. were out to lunch with uh, Tim Sabian who ran the, the Howard Stern channels, and we were literally talking shit about Joe Buck. I think we talked about this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We were literally yeah. talking shit about Joe Buck, how much we hate him, <laughs> and then... 
across the next table was Joe Buck. I swear to God, he just so happened to be. We were in some and just some random diner in New York. I mean, it wasn't like some known place, right? And then when he walked out, Joe Buck said, "I just love your voice." <laughs> That's yeah. right. That was all based. Yeah, basically, like I'll never talk shit about Kenny William about uh, Joe Buck ever again. You'll never hear me say anything bad about him. But what are the odds that you're talking shit about someone and they're sitting at the table? Right. It'd be like if you were talking shit about Elijah Wood or something, and then, oh, there's Elijah Wood. Yeah, wow, what is he doing in Chick-fil-A? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. If you were saying how much you hate Lando Calrissian, and then, uh, what's his name is saying? What's the guy's Billy name? Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy D. Williams just so happens to be sitting there. Oh, what's up, fellas? I love your <laughs> style, Sam. I'd be like, why do you know my name? Hey, boy, I like your style. Hey, boy. When's the last time you drove through Indiana? Ah, uh, gosh, I, I always try to go to Indiana. I'm in the Midwest. I always try to go around Indiana entirely. If it takes me an extra 10 hours, then it is a I'll, I'll go it, around if, if the United, northern border just, if, to, just to not step foot in Indiana. If the United States had an enema, you would stick the hose right in Indiana. Yeah, Indiana really <laughs> is about as bad as it is. Especially, of all places, Gary, Indiana. You yeah. Would put the hose would be snug deep in all that shit in Gary, Indiana. But yeah, Gary was in. As you know, I like, dirty, play, I like to play. I like to play poker, so I end up. I find myself in this shithole, Indiana, because there's no casinos. Yeah, but you're really not really. I mean, because of all the tips, Indiana, right? I mean, you're not really. I don't mind going to the horseshoe. The horseshoe is. The horseshoe is fine because that's right on the tip of Chicago. But I have to go. Sometimes I have to go to like the other casinos that are actually in Gary. So I don't like. Casino well, you know, vendors, we all you'll play for like three days straight. You just go from casino to casino. <laughs> What's that? Do you ever go on like a casino vendor where you play? <laughs> you just go like around all the casinos for like three or four days without sleep. No, I haven't done that. I should though. That that's when it's time for me. See, the problem I didn't is- know you were going into like. Deep Indiana to find like it's not, no, 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 no. it's like ten minutes past, but but you're in it's it's all expressway driving anyway. But you're right, you know, right in the shit. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't take long to get into the shit. It doesn't take long to. I mean, Sam, you could drive five minutes from anywhere in Chicago and you're in a bunch of shit. So yeah, so but any, I don't live in Indiana. But Indiana, they have all these, like, closed road signs. Don't you think in Indiana they should have open road signs? Well, I don't think they have any, any resources to return the roads. No, my point is that I just assume that all the roads are closed. So when one's actually open, they should have a sign, and not when they're closed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was making a joke. I said they shouldn't have road closed signs. They should have road open signs because I just assume they're all closed. Oh, yes. That is, that yeah. is, yeah. You like that one? That's an excellent joke. But I, <laughs> you, really, you really like that one, huh? <laughs> That's the one of your better jokes. <laughs> That's a funny joke. and You, you gave the worst reaction ever. It's a fantastic joke. Let, let me reset it up. So, Sam, you know, I'm in Indiana all the time. And when I was trying to leave one of the casinos, it said road closed, so I couldn't leave, right? Right. I think in Indiana, they should actually have road open signs because... Because ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just assume all the roads That's are closed. That's great. I love that. I love that joke. <laughs> that was clearly a joke. Uh- <laughs> a good one. <laughs> You know what's the best too? When you, I, I know you don't go to casinos that much, but when you see the guy, I, I don't go at all. I just, just to, yeah, <laughs> just put a period on it. I don't go to casinos at all. I don't go at all. Why don't I be like that? I don't go to I just don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> if you go, that's fine. I want to go, go every day. I'm not trying to offend you. I just, but, I don't, but don't. They're, they're, they're doing fine without me. Do you ever see these guys, though, who, who act like... And I, you don't go to casinos that much, so I guess you don't. But there's these guys who act like they run the casino. 
Yeah, uh, hey, let me you you need you need a buffet. Let me take care of it for you. Oh, let me and they always have to talk about. Let me talk to my host. I know you know guys like that, Sammy. Yeah. We 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 know people who act like they're like in in the casino. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's people like that in, in everything. Like, they, whatever industry they, they think they're like. They're in deep and they're really not. Yeah, like no one, like same with the club. Like if you're some guy who goes to whatever club, and you're like, right, oh, uh, yeah, I run shit here, and uh, I'm only here at the club when Billy Deck is here, so I can sit with him in his suite. Oh, I sit at Billy's suite. I sit at Billy's yeah, I sit table. At Billy's suite. Yeah, who, who, Billy, who, Billy Deck. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, when I'm at Rocket, I get to sit at Billy's table. Yeah. I only go to Rocket when Billy's because uh, Billy comps me and I sit with him and we talk for a few hours. Yeah, I get comped. Life. I get comped. Yeah, they take care of me. Yeah, yeah Billy takes care of me directly. <laughs> yeah, he pays out of pocket. <laughs> they don't even comp me. He just pays for me. When I get there, I text Billy Deck directly. Yeah. Yeah, Billy called me and asked me to come to Rocket tonight. Yeah, he invited me out. Night. He invited me out. Yeah, he wanted me to come out and talk. Me bring he, wanted all, to, he wanted to talk about something. Tell me did. to bring all my friends so they could pay full price yeah. for drinks, but... Billy, yeah. Billy and I. I told, him I, would try to get, I told him I would try to get the. But I don't have to wait at the door. I get right in. Yeah. I, yeah, I get off at Walmart at 10, so I'm going to go right after that. I have to show the door guy my text conversation with Billy Deck, yeah. and then they let me in. I'm the only one who he does that with. Yeah. Then you, cut, then you cut to everyone in line showing the bouncer their texts. Right. Billy Deck said, right <laughs> Yeah. That's a good tip, Sam, you just brought up. If you think you're hooked up at a club, you're really not. Yeah. If you think you're friends with Billy Deck, you're really not. You know who's hooked up at a club? Dwayne Wade. He walks in, he gets everything. That's right. that's called hooked up at a club. You getting free admission isn't hooked up at the club. Exactly. No, but he makes sure I get a booth and yeah. everything. Because, because you because you got a spam email from an email account that said something about BillyDuck.com. Yeah, Billy makes sure I get a booth and he gets me free admission. Yeah, man, me and Billy are tight. The only rule is I can only bring girls. But that's cool, man, because I like partying with girls anyway. That's the only rule he has for me. Just, you can only bring women. <coughs> well, that's pretty much every bar anyway. If you bring women, you'll get in for free anyway. I'm Billy Deck, God. Yeah, I'm hooked up everywhere, man. Yeah, we get we get one free round. Cool, man. It's awesome. How much did you spend? Oh, 900 But I, uh, Billy said I had to get a bottle if I want to sit at the booth. <laughs> if I want a table, I had to buy a $900 bottle of liquor. Oh, man, you got the hookup. Yeah, so anyone who thinks they're hook, hooked up anywhere, you're not. Unless you're like Dwayne Wade, and you literally get hooked up everywhere. You just walk in. If Mike Ditka walks in somewhere, he's hooked up. You're not. Why is something ridiculous? Listen to this, uh, Billy Deck In May 2014... President Obama appointed Deck to serve as the White House. The, the Pacific House, Rim job, right? On Asian Americans and Pacific Islands. Where he also serves on the White House Bullying Prevention Task Force. What the fuck? Yeah, he has some kind of fake job at the White House. Wait, this, not, not, see, now this, this makes me like question all politicians. Because we're giving Trump shit about his appointments, and they are awful. But I mean, Obama's appointing Billy Deck. I mean... <laughs> We don't have much. We don't have much room to, to <laughs> talk trash about the other side. When Obama, when yeah. Obama is appointing Billy Dak to high level <laughs> cabinet position, well, it's not a cabinet position, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Dak went like, to Harvard Business School. Wow. He's yeah, but I, but I think I think there's like some like Harvard Business School isn't Harvard. I didn't even know Billy Dak was Asian. I had no idea. Billy Deck, if you're not listening in Chicago, he's like a, a guy who owns restaurants. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, yeah, I thought everybody knew him because you talked about him so much. I never talked about Billy Deck. I'm not, I'm not in a good way, but you rip on Billy Deck a lot. What's that? No, I so said you rip on him a lot. Oh, not on here, I don't. I think that might be in private yeah. life. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't know, I, didn't, I didn't know he was Filipino. I always thought he was just like some, like, I don't know, just like the white guy. I had a couple other things when I was playing this poker tournament at the casino. The, the, the girl who worked back there, do you ever see those white women who sound black? <laughs> like she keeps yelling, I'm grown, I'm grown. Well, I, I don't know. 
you never seen that before? I mean... Like, she kept yelling out. you just say what you said, dude. Those women that sound black, then you, then you use, like, the most... That's what she... Like, that's what she... Black ca- voice. That's what she... That's how she sounded. That's how... I swear I to you. I know. I just... So I'm she... she, was, she hang on. She was working the tournament, and there were a lot of people. She kept saying, I'm grown. I'm grown. Uh-uh. I, I, I'm grown. Yeah. No, I... You never seen that before? Uh, no. She kept saying, not, not today. Uh-uh. Not today. No, that's, uh, yeah. So she was working there? <laughs> and then, uh, and she's screaming, like, the whole time. She's screaming shit. Like, she kept, she said, I'm grown at least 20 times. Because when someone would say, because people were complaining to her, she she would always kick it out by saying, uh-uh, I'm grown. I'm, I'm grown. grown. <laughs> and then there were these two guys at my table who, they knew each other. So he said something about, oh, uh, how's your youngest son? And he goes, oh, he's committing suicide. It's like, what do you mean? Oh, he's getting married. He's like, I do is the longest sentence in the English language. And then the other guy goes, Oh yeah, marriage is the only place where uh, it, 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 he goes. Mar- he said, "Marriage is the only funeral where you could smell your own flowers." Wow! Does every because you're married? Does every married guy have a line like that that they go, like their go to line? I've never, I've never used one of those corny marriage lines. No, I don't think not. I can say not every guy does, but I don't have one. So. You've never t- n- no married guys come up to you and had a line like that ready to go and then wait. Oh yeah, right? no, I, I've definitely heard that, but I mean, I, I've never been that person. Because, like, the way they said it, it was like, that, kind of that was, like, their particular line. Each one of them had their own line. Yeah. I do is the longest word in the in the English language, longest sense English language. Yeah. You know the why. Yeah, marriage is the only funeral you can smell your own flowers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. You really surprised? I thought, you I, know, I, I, thought, thought people, I thought people get married. I would have one of those lines. I thought it seems like they all have one. Well, I'm not part of they. I mean, it's not like there's like a subgroup of like a small niche group of married guys. I mean, that's a pretty wide spectrum of married guys. I mean, there's guys who are married across all ages, uh, I don't know, personalities, economic status. I mean, all married guys act the same because most adult males are probably married guys, right? We don't all just have a line. You don't you know, they don't have to have a line Marriage is the only funeral where you can destroy your own flowers. Which ones have you heard? You, you, so people come to you and they say, "Yeah, I, 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 I don't listen to anybody." So I couldn't. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of those stupid lines, but I just I immediately like I have this thing where I could block out everything that's said. And that's <laughs> so most things that are said, I don't listen to in life. I, 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 I honestly don't listen five percent of the time. I listen. I listen to you, but I mean, in life in general, I usually I usually do not listen to what everybody. But what what most people are saying to me, I usually avoid all of it. I I'm usually thinking about something else, and I'm acting. I do a good job of acting like I'm interested, but I'm not at all. I do the longest sentence in the English language. Yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) How would you? you So when someone says, I would just, I would probably say, "Oh, cool." That's what I always say. I feel, like I, I feel like I say, oh, cool, like 50 times a day. Oh, cool. Yeah. If, you're listen, if you listen to this and I say, oh, cool, I'm probably not listening to a word you're saying. <laughs> you know me? If you know me and I say, oh, cool, I'm probably being a dick. <laughs> Sorry about that. They're probably trying to connect with you in some way. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being a dick. I can't help it sometimes. I don't want to be this way. You make me this way. <laughs> You notice everyone is posting "May the Force Be With You" on, on on social media. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think people are sad about Princess Leia, Terry Fisher. But I mean, everyone's putting the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, people. A lot of people have a lot of attachment to that uh, to that movie, to those Star Wars movies. And, um, you know, sad to see her go. I was more other- upset with Michael, but I mean, I'm still upset about. I'm, you know, I'm sure anybody dies who was part of something I enjoyed. I mean, I'm sad to see her go. And the other tweet everyone everyone puts out is "fuck 2016." They all say that. Yeah, I mean, what, what we did was a lot of we did was a lot of iconic figures, right? 
Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure, I, I I'm sure in January, I'm expect- sure someone's going to die in January too, though. What's that? I'm sure January is not it's like it's going to end in January. Couple, no, but it, four more but, days but, for the celebrities. It's like there's been more deaths than we typically have for iconic characters or artists. Yeah. than you've seen in the past. Do you think it has anything to do with Trump, like Trump becoming president? You think they're connected? Uh, do, you think, do I think Trump becoming president is what killed Princess Leia? No, I don't. You don't think like they're just like a lot of them. Could you imagine that? Like, I, I, I think Trump. I think Trump may turn into Emperor Palpatine in the end, but I don't think that he killed Princess Leia. He's not even president, but he's president. That is the one benefit Prince and David Bowie. They had no like they they just assumed that Trump was going to lose. They got to die thinking like yeah. Well, and, and Bowie wasn't a you know wasn't an American either, so he has less skin in the game than Prince. <laughs> you don't think Bowie? Really don't think Prince Bowie a lived in New York. He did, but he wasn't an American. I'm sure he cared, though. Yeah, probably, I bet he cared more than Trump, but I, I don't think that Trump becoming president affects the six men with Bowie living there, healthy or not. But isn't it interesting that, like, David Bowie never knew that Trump was going to become the president? So, <laughs> what you're saying is it's almost like a bonus to die before Trump is president, right? <laughs> is like, that kind of what you're getting at? He had no idea how shitty Fuller House Season 2 was going to be. Yeah, but don't forget, David Bowie lived through a... a Obama administration where Billy Deck was on the fucking council or something. <laughs> so, now that I know that. But Sam, if you're reading that off of Billy Deck's website, all the stuff he puts on there is like lies. No, it's not, I, I was not, I don't go to, I'm not going to go to Billy Deck. I was just, I was, that was on Wikipedia. No, I know, Wikipedia. That's what I'm saying. I'm not so, going to go to Billy Deck's website. That, that information. Wikipedia that, is actually more accurate than most news sites you're going to read. But I, I think, like, the thing about Harvard Business School, I heard he didn't even graduate and all. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's Maybe inaccurate. Well, all I know is that Obama appointed Billy Deck That sucks. <laughs> so, I, I'm just, I'm trying to be fair here. I, I talk a lot of trash about Trump. But if Obama no, no, I'm not even talking about Billy Deck to any kind of vote, that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm sure there were better candidates than Billy Deck for whatever <laughs> job he gave to him. <laughs> I'm certain there were better candidates than Billy Deck. Okay, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent certain. But so, okay, but so, Billy Deck was not the most qualified person for the role. So, like Morton Downey Jr. died and had no idea Billy Deck was going to be in charge of the whatever. Isn't it interesting like, that when people die, maybe like maybe maybe that's why Scalia died. He found out Billy Deck got an appointment from Obama. That's why who died? Uh, Justice. Uh, uh, what what? Uh, oh, Scalia. Yeah, Scalia, Antonin Scalia. It's Antonin, right? Like Antonio Scalia or something? Yeah. So I'm saying, you're saying that it hurt Bowie so much that Trump would have been elected. But maybe it hurt Scalia that Billy Deck got an appointment. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's weird when people die, they don't... For Like I said, Carrie Fisher, well, she got to see it, but David Bowie had no idea that Fuller House... Doesn't, it, doesn't, doesn't that show that, you know, you know obviously, like very progressive, you know, liberal kind of people. But doesn't that show you that maybe there is some kind of bias? Because can you imagine if, if Trump appointed Billy Deck, the outrage there would be for anything? Be all over everything. Obama oh, yeah. appoints him on the sly, and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, so pretty much... I mean, let's, let's, let's just be perfectly honest about it. I mean, if Trump appointed Billy Deck to anything tomorrow, it would be a fucking national joke. But oh, Obama yeah. appoints him, and, and nobody nobody says a word. So all I have to do to get you to think about the other side is to bring mm-hmm. up the side that you're on, so then you'll take a look at the other side. Well, you, you didn't get me to bring it up. I brought it up myself. No, I'm I know, but I'm saying, for, but in order for you to start looking at the other side of things, all I have to do is bring up the side that you're already on, then you'll start thinking about taking a look at the other side. Because well, that's, I, a, I, that's I, how I'm you look fine. at issues. But this is another moment where I'm like, wow, that is, I mean, I call it, I call him like a, I mean, that's fucked up. I know. Billy Deck should not have gotten that appointment. I love David you Bowie's music. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're going to take the other side of the issue. Oh, I see. You're, you're insulting me. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I said all I had to do was say something bad about Trump to get you to look at the other side and not attack Trump. That's not true. No, it wasn't about Trump. I saw when I was looking, you brought up that douchebag Billy Deck. 
I was looking up. <laughs> you brought him I, up, I, I actually. Have to, have to compute, I brought him up. I don't know why I did. I, happened to, I looked him up, as I did, just to, like, I don't know, I do that a lot. And I saw that he had an appointment from Obama, and that pissed me off. Yeah. That's all it is. It wasn't about Trump at all. In fact, I'm actually throwing Trump a bone because I realized that he's not the first president to appoint a complete dude to some kind of appointment. Well, they all do. I mean, Billy Deck, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it makes Sylvester Stallone, the appointment he was offered, it makes Right, it I was just talking trash about that for two weeks, that he was considering Sylvester Stallone. I mean, I don't know how that's any worse than Billy Dak. But isn't it, it's different a little bit if you're not in the cabinet, right? Yeah, well, of course. But, I mean, I, I don't think Stallone was going to be, like, the... I don't think Stallone was going to be Secretary of State. You know, I think Stallone was probably something similar to what Billy Dak got. <laughs> probably a ceremonial position. But why does he deserve it? Yeah. Why did Billy Dak deserve that shit? You know, I sure I'm going to have Stallone in my cabinet with Billy Dak if it was up to me. If I was oh, playing. easily. I, I, I'd easily have Stallone. You know, I'd have I'd, Scott yeah, Baio. I'd, I'd rather have Scott Baio. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> I probably would. I'm with you on that. But I'd easily take Rocky over the owner of, you know, a bunch of shitty over the owners. Let's wrap it up on this because we're talking about jobs. I was watching Daniel Tiger. Have you seen Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood yet? Daniel Tiger, was he the Tiger from Mr. Rogers? He was. Daniel Stripe Tiger was from Mr. Rogers. Okay. But now they have a spinoff called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which is basically like Mr. Rogers, but it's a cartoon. Are you serious? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh my God! Is this on Channel Eleven? It is. Wow! And, and I like, gotta watch this. For instance, there's Prince Wednesday now. Are you Are you joking or is this serious? I can't tell. Oh, why, be- why don't you go to the same page you looked up the Billy Deck and I will. I'm going to look it up right now. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for telling you, but I mean, you do like make up a lot of stuff. So, so Prince uh, King Friday now. Prince Tuesday is like an older kid now. He's probably like ten wow, or eleven. There it is. And Prince Wednesday is the little kid, and then. Um, who else? Oh, uh, but they changed. They changed Daniel Tiger. This actually debuted four years ago. No, but it's still on now. It's like a popular yeah. show. Well, it's I start, had no yeah. idea. But anyways, I was watching Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, and Daniel was. So, obs- so, sorry, well, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I'm looking at stuff. So he's basically the new Mister Rogers. Yeah. Because he wears the sweater and he talks to the the shoes. He rides a trolley oh. to school. Huh. But his friends are okay. Miss Elena, who's like Lady Elaine Fairchild, but she's a little black girl, so I don't know if she's like... I, I, I haven't seen Lady Elaine, so Miss Elena lives in Lady Elaine's boomerang house or whatever, in that merry-go-round, remember? That Lady yeah, Elaine I Fairchild do. lived in? So there's Miss Elena... Yeah, Miss Prin- Elena, daughter of Lady Elaine Fairchild and Music Man Stan. Oh, so okay, so Music Man yeah. Sam's black. So Music Man <laughs> Sam was hitting that then. Yeah. So and Daniel Tiger is actually Daniel Stripe Tiger's son. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, I was watching, and Daniel Tiger wanted the 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 job of line leader. Like they each got a job, and they were singing the song. Everyone's job is important. We all help in different ways. <laughs> And then she gave him the, the she gave that job to Miss Elena, and Miss Elena was like rubbing it in. She's like, "All right, everyone, line up behind me, the line leader." And Daniel Tiger was all upset. <laughs> and then she's and then Miss Elena's like, "Everyone's job is important. We all help in different ways." And Daniel Tiger was all pissed off. And then the teacher was like, well, you're you're the the lunch. You you have to hand out the lunches. That's important, too. And then Daniel's like, but I want to be the line leader. And then, like, two minutes later, they're sitting at a, a table, and they were all like, where's our lunches? And then they were like, I'm starving. Where's the lunch? And then Daniel Tiger's like, wait a minute. My job's important, too. And then he's like, everyone's job is important. We all help in different ways. And he handed out the lunches, and they all loved him. And then they all together sang that song. You know what sucks about this show? This is this is not it's the animated. This isn't puppet. Yeah, it's an animated show. Oh well. Believe me, you'll like it. If you start if you start watching it, you'll like it. I mean, if you're going to animate it, why not just have Mister Rogers as the main character? Uh, I think I think it's better to have a, a little tiger because little kids can relate to that more than some <laughs> old looking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Some weird old guy. Hi, children. <laughs> like, why would you have him animated? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, but, but so here's my question. Could you imagine if we went, 
like if we were at Walmart and then we asked a question and then we started singing that song to employees, everyone's job is important. Yeah. We all help in different ways. Would yeah, that make people would. happy or would you just get punched in the face? I think I think I think you I think you'd get punched in the face or you would get publicly humiliated. Sam, let's end this podcast like an episode of Daniel Tiger. So we would end they, that that's the message. Is that cuz like they were showing police officers, they were showing crossing guards, they were showing lunch ladies like they wanted all the kids to know that everyone's job is equally important. And, and it is. Everyone's job is equally important. So let's let so how that's how we would end it then like, like so we would sing that song then. See Sam, your right. job is just as important as mine on the podcast. Because everyone's, everyone's job, job is important. important. We all help. In different ways. Wait, so what is it, Sam? Everyone's what? Everyone's job is important. We all help. All help in different ways. You're like layering the lyrics now? No, Bass's job is important. Mine is, Ryan's, yours, the listeners. Right. Everybody's job is equally important. From President Obama to Billy Duck. Yep. But all right, well, we'll holler next week. Oh, this is the last podcast of the year. All right, happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Say, don't go to one of Billy Dax's clubs for an overpriced party. It's gonna be shit. <laughs> don't go to one of his New Year's parties. Fuck yeah. it. All right. All right. Later. Peace. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real, and I believe in you.